0: Hey, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan, Or we like to talk about things that are messy,
1: awkward, hard, or controversial, and
0: create a space for healing. Well, gee, it's been a bit. It has been a bit. Um, not much has changed. Life is exactly the same for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Megan, does it look like I'm looking into the camera right now? Yes. Do I look like I'm looking in the camera? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to watch
1: myself instead.
0: We're learning how to record separate, which has been really difficult because we well, we didn't have it great. It wasn't like perfect or anything, but I felt like no, it was perfect. We were very
1: professional. It was like yeah, like just wonderful.
0: Never made any mistakes. Never had tech issues. (laughs) No. Well, no, never. But I felt like we got to a place where we had pretty good. We at least had set a setup. Up. We had it like figured out. And then I moved it. <laughs> and then Megan moved to Wisconsin. And I can't drive an hour and 40 minutes uh, every time we want to record. So, not until this is our full time job. Yes. But even then, somebody, me, yeah. needs to get somehow a better. Uh, camera that doesn't decide to look really blurry so if you're watching this on youtube sorry about that
1: but also not sorry because like our whole vibe here is that like you know come as you are like we talk about whatever and you know what if
0: we don't look great like that's okay it is what it is um But I, yeah, it's just funny because the first time we actually try to record, for some reason, the camera I'm using just decides it wants to be blurry, which it never has done that before. So, and I, (laughs) seriously, and I tried to like wipe it because you know how sometimes like your phone camera gets blurry. Anyway, I'll stop talking about it, (laughs) but it's, uh, it's upsetting. And um, hopefully uh, in the next, you know, in the following you know, season, I will have more together, but
1: each anyway. episode just keep coming back guys because like each one is just getting so much better it'll get better <laughs> or worse probably. who knows <laughs>
0: yeah so Megan what's new with you since the last episode we recorded the last episode was in May location one it was in May yeah. I remember <laughs> so because we, we did a total I, of
1: four episodes in 2022 because I did our Spotify like wrapped yeah. thing it was like you were you like published four episodes and I was like oh but listen, last year it was quite a year. Um yeah, I feel like we both just had a lot of life changes. I got pregnant.
0: Pregnancy is yeah.
1: pretty wild. Um pregnancy ended. I had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> She's not still pregnant. <laughs> right. I felt like it. I felt like I was going to be pregnant forever, but crazy enough it did it did come to an end and my baby
0: was born. Megan so, was yeah. the baby. I thought the baby was going to be a part of the podcast. She's napping. Now. She is the cutest baby, everyone. If you happen to follow Megan on Instagram, you would see Cece. Um, She and I are best friends. She likes me better than she likes Megan. Um, and she tells me that she calls me like all the time to tell me that. So yeah. 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 Give you that hot baby goss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She laughs at Megan when Megan has to limp around. <laughs> yeah.
1: hurt my ankle and I was like hobbling down the stairs and my mom was carrying her behind me so she was like watching me go down the stairs and she was just like belly laughing and I was like
0: girl (laughs) this is not working for us here um but yeah she's a very smiley funny yeah well Megan you can tell everyone about your baby (laughs) um you're like she's very smiling happy (laughs) No, she's
1: the best. I'm pretty obsessed. Um, I, I I always wanted to be a mom. Like ever since I was a little girl, I wanted like I would, you know, have my little baby dolls and I would like pretend I was pregnant. <laughs> like I just like always knew I wanted that. Uh, but man, I did not know how amazing and incredible it is. Um, I feel like my entire life has changed. It's just absolutely amazing. I love her to death. If I would do
0: anything for her. I would die for her. I would murder for her. I don't know. I just love her. (laughs) Which is nice to hear because we, I mean, we could probably do a whole episode on this, but we were talking about how, especially on TikTok and Instagram, mostly, I guess, TikTok. We just see videos of people talking about how they don't want kids or yeah, just like a lot of negativity or when they have kids, they're like, oh, my, my dumb kid. And I'm
1: like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, we could do an entire
0: episode on, uh, mom tick to negative yeah. and just how yeah negative they could be that's a very controversial topic and i don't know if i quite want to get into that <laughs> because i'm not a mom but megan i could maybe more yeah megan would maybe be able to speak on that better because
1: yeah because now that i have a baby and she's four months old i'm an
0: expert and i know well, exactly 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 yeah so basically now this podcast yeah it's just gonna be megan's advice on motherhood since so she's not yeah expert. yep <laughs>
1: And we're all just learning from her. Funny enough, we kind of know people who are like that, which is sort oh. of what's inspiring this episode. Uh, not throwing shade at anyone, obviously, but there, I think there is kind of this, uh, you know, because we all have access to social media. We all have the potential to have a platform. We feel that we can give our opinion and that our opinions are all like amazing. Um, but before we get into that, Jackie,
0: what's been up with you? what's up with me um well since we last well actually I had already gotten a new job when we last it was recorded. very new because it was what it April was very new then, yeah and I wouldn't talk about it at all obviously because yeah um I got a new job Megan and I used to work together that's how we met but then she left and then I was at that job for another over a year I think after you left or maybe it was just a year I don't remember it's all a blur to me but it, no, wasn't, it was wasn't quite a, a year because I left in July and then you left in April yes okay so not quite a not year like I was there for, yeah I was there for a while after Megan left um and that was tough not being with Megan um and just <laughs> There's a lot of things I will not. Yeah. That was just, it was just a, it was not the best fit for me. So I found a new job and that's been a lot better. It's been really, really busy though. And it's a lot more fulfilling. I feel happier, but I am a lot busier and it does feel like a lot more work, but definitely in a good way. So that's why it also was hard, I think, to I mean, record, but not, well, just the fact that Megan had a baby and was pregnant. So that was, I mean, that was the main thing. But in her moving, which made everything weird for us, but it's all Megan's fault is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Um, also, I finally got a boyfriend. So obviously, I had to abandon all of my friends yes. and just spend time with him. Um, <laughs> just kidding. That's not what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's a big life shift um learning how to be yeah because it was
1: season one that we did an episode about how you're like I have never had a like an official official boyfriend and
0: yeah I'd never like really actually dated someone for more than like a month at that point honestly and besides like weird situationships and things like that <laughs> <laughs> which I it's not like I've been in a t- like a ton of those either just like weird situations with guys um no yeah like absolutely nothing and today actually the day we're recording is our eight month anniversary so (laughs) it's like a real relationship and that's I've learned is a lot of work which of course Megan knows because she's been married for quite some years um and relationships (laughs) are a lot of work in a good way obviously it's like you want to put in that time and effort, but it's a, it's different than just a friendship, which you obviously have to put a lot of time and effort into those as well. But when you're in a serious relationship where you're like, I could marry this person and spend the rest of my life with them, you really have to put in time and work and you learn there's how to do a lot more life. at stake. Like, yeah, there's a lot more at stake. And you learn a lot about conflict and a lot about yourself too. Like things Mm -hmm. that you didn't realize, you still had wounds or things that bothered you. They really come out in relationships and you realize places that you need to heal. Um, But relationships also are healing in a lot of ways if it's a healthy relationship. So yeah, that's an update. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so now the podcast is just going to be
1: Jackie's dating advice and Megan yeah. talking about pregnancy and birth because I'm an expert <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm such an expert in relationships now that I will also be giving marriage advice so yeah you're welcome <laughs> everyone oh <laughs> uh, we joke but anyways
1: what did we what do we want to talk about today Jackie
0: well we wanted to talk about social media and I feel like I do spend too much, a lot of time on social media, specifically Catholic slash Christian social media. I feel like pretty much everybody I follow is Catholic or Christian influencers, just because I don't know, that's kind of the niche that I fall in. I guess our podcast yep. obviously falls in. So, yep. and I've just Which noticed the same. Mine yeah. is very 50 50 Catholic. It. <laughs> so my yeah. instagram
1: does not know what is going on with me i get ads for rosaries and i get ads for like baby things it's very confused
0: <laughs> i know uh baby things uh, mine is currently just wedding dresses that's also what i get. Say. um because obviously my Instagram thinks, oh, she's Catholic and she has a boyfriend. So at like eight Therefore, months, like she should be like already looking for that. Why track. aren't you married now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I should have been married. Like three months should have been engaged. So exactly. Three months engaged, six months married. That's how it goes. Yeah. So honestly, um, yeah. But there's just been some trends or just things I've we've noticed that are... We just wanted to talk about it because this is Let's Talk About It with Jackie and Megan. And a
1: lot of times these topics come about because you and I talk about them. And then we're like, yeah. well, we should just make a podcast. And talk so about this was something that we had been kind of talking about for like a few months. And then we were finally like, you know what? I think we have our thoughts together. So yeah, so yeah social yeah, was... media influencers. Um, how would you define an influencer, do you think?
0: oh um an influencer because I feel like we all know what we're talking about but yeah someone that obviously has a platform that has the power to influence
1: a medium to large following
0: they have a large following and they usually have a specific niche that they share things and so like I said we follow a lot of people that are sharing a lot about uh their faith um Or also mental health is a lot that mix in there, but basically like you're sharing either your thoughts or your craft or your art, and you are in some way influencing a large amount of people so I think it comes with, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't ask for it, a lot of a sense of responsibility and I do kind of think that you kind of, if you're starting social media, which who isn't starting social media unless you have a private account that you are trying to influence people if you're trying to get a following. So you have some kind of responsibility because you're influencing a lot of people in the world that are watching you and they probably look up to you if they're taking the time to follow you and read your captions or watch your reels, your TikToks. So the things that you share have a lot of weight depending on Mm -hmm. how many followers you have. Um, And I think it's something to be really careful with, which even with my... Instagram. There was a time where the the Instagram algorithm was much more friendly to me. And (laughs) I also posted a lot more. I took some time off and Instagram really punished me for that. Like back in 2021, I took off like 90 days, like three months from social media and that they did not like that. (laughs) Also don't want to post reels all the time. So whatever. I don't consider myself like an influencer, but even With my like small amount of followers, like sixteen, seven hundred, seventeen hundred 1,700 people, I even noticed like, oh, there's like, it was like maybe like five people. There's people that are reading what I say and are really being like influenced by this. And I was like, or looking at things that I would say and making all these assumptions about me because they didn't know me in real life. It was a lot of people that follow me and still do that have never met me in real life (laughs) and don't know anything about my life besides this image that I give them and show them. And I don't think we realize a lot of the times, a lot of the times what we're, what we're showing people or the image or the impression that we're giving. Um, but even, yeah, with that small amount of people, I was like, I really need to watch what I share and how I share things because people make a lot of assumptions about things that could not have been your intent, um which is, I don't like, and I, that's when I decided I would never want to be like Taylor Swift famous or famous (laughs) because I was like, I don't like when people are making these assumptions about my life on this small scale. I cannot even imagine being a celebrity where it is quite literally millions of people.
1: Yeah. Oh gosh. No. I, I also think just the way social media is designed is it is designed to Platform people like yeah, that is how yeah. it's set up. Like, you yeah. have a profile that you are sharing and putting content out there, like, that is how it's designed. So, it's mm-hmm. not even really like us as users, like, necessarily our fault, like, for falling into that because that's how it's set up. Like, yeah. Yeah. it is designed yeah. that way, it is very normal, you know, when you get sucked into this. Um, and I think just anyone who has like a platform of any sort there can be a tendency of people to like idolize them and like put them on a pedestal on a platform, you know? And, and we've like both done up, it. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's just kind of ironic. like <laughs> that they're Like, oh, they have this platform and yet we're also putting them up on a platform as well. So, yeah. Now, when it comes to Christian influencers, why did we specifically want to talk about Christian influencers?
0: Well, I think obviously because that's who we follow, but I think it's the stakes in our opinion because faith is so important and like what you share, you have the potential to be influencing people's faith lives and their relationship with God and how they practice or want to form their relationship with God. So I find that it's even more important. And you have even more of a responsibility. I mean, we talk about that if you're a faith leader, like you have even more responsibility and you're held to a higher standard Mm -hmm. um, because you're speaking about faith. And so I think it's just can be, it can be very beautiful and helpful. And I've been very much influenced in a good way by social media influencers that are sharing about their faith. But also I think it can be really damaging and start to become toxic when people are giving all this advice about faith. When so many times in people's specific like life or situations, it's very nuanced, and there is a way to talk about it and like make it known that what you're saying is, okay, I understand that I'm gonna talk about this in a very general way, but I understand that like this could be nuanced for everyone who's watching because I don't know your life. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, we were just noticing this trend with people sharing, um experience from their very specific experiences Mm -hmm. and as if that was like the rule or the way everyone had to exactly do everything and I definitely see that especially when people are sharing about motherhood of course in a very like spiritual sense and that's how what they're tying it into or sharing about dating or marriage um Mm -hmm. they there's like this very like one-way to do things. And I do think that that can be super damaging because those are very nuanced and very specific, like person to person. Of course, there are like objective things like Whatever tradition you're coming from, there like Christian tradition or Catholic, especially like if you just look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church. So I'm Catholic, so there's obviously things I look to, like the Bible and the Catechism that are like these objective standards that I like want to live my life by. But there's a lot of gray area too. (laughs) And Megan, the same in your, you know, in Protestantism and in the faith that you follow, there's a lot of gray area on things, and there's not specific ways that God tells us that we have to do things. I don't know. Like, what do you think, Megan? That's just that's just one of the things that we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, I also think. I mean, as with most things in life, like it just requires a balance. You know, I think you can have an extreme position on this, and either way, like it's the most amazing thing ever that these influencers are out there, and it's also like a detriment to our society. And I think the truth lies somewhere in between. That on the one hand, it's it's really incredible and amazing that these people are talking to such a large group of people about Jesus about yeah like the gospel about their faith like I would never discourage that because that's amazing like what um a tool for evangelism what a tool for encouraging people what a tool for teaching like it has such potential for good but with that it also has such potential for harm that it has to be dealt with with such discernment and caution and prayer and I also think you know we mentioned earlier which is influencers putting them on a platform like people have a tendency to to really connect and relate to these people like a lot of times someone gains a following because they're relatable because they're likable and so we just automatically as humans like feel connected to them And then when you add in a faith element, I think there's just an even more connection because now it's like, oh, now you're not just some person like we'll be in heaven together. Like I will meet Mm. you someday, possibly, you know, like we're a sister in Christ. And so there is this almost like deeper connection. And I've seen that when some of these influencers who are Christians um, inevitably fall or mess up or make a mistake or even worse walk away from the faith entirely yeah it shakes people it really disturbs their soul and their spirit because this was someone that they were really attached to who really influenced their own walk with jesus and now that that person is walking away their own faith is now shaken and they're like am i should i even be a christian and I think that's why the Bible is so particular about leaders will be held more accountable and they will be judged more harshly because we do have that power over people when we are a teacher. And I think we kind of have to look at these influencers as teachers of a type, you know? And so, yeah, with anything, it just, it it, it requires a balance. Um, but yeah, I think it's not spoken about in that way often. It's not spoken about like, hey, there's like a responsibility or like, you can't just say things willy-nilly like you do have to be more careful than maybe just like little old me with like 500 followers but even that that's 500 people like that's Mm. really small but like when you think about it like when in life do I talk to 500 people
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's huge and social media has blown up so much that we don't think about like because yeah on social media instagram like you don't have a lot of followers until honestly like you hit a 100,000 a million because so many people have that many followers that even a 20,000 or 20,000 yeah 20,000 follower like person account yeah. that's a lot of people <laughs> and we might you not really see think that about as it <laughs> that big because yeah or even 10,000 which we just don't see as that many people on Instagram because like I said so many people have millions and millions of followers but that is a ton of people and even yeah just a thousand if you have that many people reading um your stuff that that's that's a lot even just one person because every single person that you influence it matters so the things that you're sharing yeah on any kind of public platform it you don't you have the potential to be influencing people and you don't yeah and you don't know who they are too is the thing is there's like this you have this wide very (laughs) one-sided it's very one-sided though but also like some kind of sense of connection but not real connection because you can share this advice but then you can't go and sit down with that person and be like okay but let me specifically hear about your situation and your life and how this teaching or this you know how this actually applies to you and I think that that's where Yeah, like you were saying, people that follow, especially young women, can be so influenced and think, I have to do exactly everything like this person is doing, but they're not really taking into account their own situation, their own unique circumstance. And they're looking to, instead of people in their own life, like seeking out people in their own life that could be a mentor or a spiritual advisor, they are looking to these people that they feel they have this connection with but this person doesn't know them at all that they're looking up to actually. And I'm sure would really care about them if they had met them in real life, but doesn't even can't like care about right. them and have that capacity um, because they don't know them. And so it is this very strange like connection and you're putting so much weight into what this person is saying that doesn't even know you. Um, but I like you can't find a lot of good advice though, which is, which mm-hmm. is good because maybe someone doesn't have a good, good people around them or someone they can look up to so it like I said though it has to be a balance though um
1: right and it's just really yeah, true and, and there's a responsibility I would say on both sides like on the yeah, person exactly. who is influencing and then on you as a consumer being influenced like what am I taking in what am I you know what am, what am I using discernment in reading these people's captions exactly caption advice you know and so there is there is a responsibility on both sides but as we see in scripture there is a, a larger responsibility with the one who is teaching because they do have more influence they are they're speaking into someone you know instead of just receiving that so yeah, yeah. and you mentioned too just you know that it is a one-sided relationship and mm-hmm. like I said earlier there's there's such potential for good um, there, and yeah, I myself really have been really encouraged by people that I follow on Instagram who I've never met in person, honestly, probably will never meet in person. Yeah. And yet I do feel very connected to them. You know, oh, we've messaged, you know, they've encouraged me, I've encouraged them. And, and it feels like a relationship and in a way it is. And it was something I was talking to my husband about because he does a lot of like media theory um, and he mentioned like, well, that's a parasocial relationship mm. and a parasocial relationship. It's like um, the experience of being an audience member, but feeling this like connection to someone with a platform who is probably not going to interact with you <laughs> in real life ever. Um, or if it is, it's, it will be very limited and it will be very one sided. Like you are a fan of theirs. Right. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's an even deeper layer when it comes to people of faith, because then it's almost like a paraspiritualism. Like they yeah. are a spiritual mentor in your life, but they don't know you. They don't have. They don't know your unique circumstances. Like you said, they're not like living life with you and walking alongside yeah. you, and yet you feel genuinely that. Yeah. I'm personally connected to them Yeah, (laughs) you know I might have little to no real interaction with them but I feel very strongly for them and I feel like they care about me uh, even though they might not even know my name
0: yeah I definitely agree and I just I keep thinking about (laughs) when I was and this is like an extreme circumstance I think as you get older you start to kind of realize okay no these people aren't like my friend actually (laughs) but I just used to I used to think of Taylor Swift as like my actual friend when I was young because I feel like when you're young you just like idolize these people so much and she is someone that does like reach out and kind of have like maybe more personal relationships with some of her fans but she quite literally cannot have a relationship with all of her fans because she has millions and millions and millions and millions and there's no way she can interact but i remember that she back in tumblr days she like actually followed me on tumblr like taylor swift looked at my account and clicked on it and so i was like hooked in That i'm like and she like retweeted like some of my posts like things like that but we like never spoke never interacted and she probably doesn't even remember at this point, but it's like, you feel like you have this connection. I remember like calling her I'm like Taylor Swift, like my best friend. And I like really thought that, like, I literally was like, I, yeah. And I would say those things that I was so, I wasn't, even, I wasn't even that young. I'm like, oh, I was so young, but we just find, and I think it's even, I think it's even more like there's someone that has that big of a following that you can feel that much of a personal connection with that. It's even more, not dangerous, but it's even easier to do that with someone that say that only has 20,000 followers on Instagram or someone that you can go back and forth with in DMs and like have a a superficial or maybe even like a little bit of a deep conversation with, but there's still no way they really know you, you know?
1: Yeah. and, And I think we have to remember that like online community, like it is in a sense, a community, like, you know, it can be nice. Like it can make us feel connected um it can once again it can encourage us it can speak into us I've learned from people that I have not interacted with in real life and that's like a very um cool gift of the modern age but I think we just have to remember like it is very limited and it is not a replacement for real life community real like one-on-one truly deep relationships where like someone can invest in us and we can invest in them and it's a two-way street like I think as long as we're discerning like these are two different things and each has their place um, and we have the appropriate like emotional boundaries with that I think there's nothing wrong with following these like micro influencers or macro influencers yeah no and it can be very like beneficial personally Um, it's just a lot of times people don't realize that they are once again, because this is how it's designed, like social media is designed for you to kind of become obsessed with these people, (laughs) and have this para social relationship with them. And so like, no shame, like we can all like you were saying in your example, like we can all think of a time where we like felt truly connected to someone
0: that we look back now, we're like, that's so silly. But like, we've all been there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I just I think of a specific influencer, Emily Wilson. She's a Um, a Catholic speaker, and I've sent some stuff of hers to Megan. Um, She talks about like motherhood and pregnancy and just like some really beautiful stuff. And I think she has a great influence and I've been able to you know, read what she writes and be like, okay, that does apply to me. But sometimes, you know, some things that she says, like, I'm like, no, that doesn't really fit with like my experience or, and, and if I got to sit down and talk with her, she might even agree with me, but we're, she, we're not having a conversation right now about this. I'm just reading an Instagram caption or a set of things that she's posted. So it's, yeah, it's like, it's discernment of being able to discern. Okay. Like this does apply to my life. This doesn't really apply to my life. And she can only also speak with so much nuance, when she's writing something and i'm sure she's not trying to say that this is how it is for every single person you need to follow exactly what i'm saying but you know we just there has to be discernment on both sides especially and if you build that maturity you can discern um okay i really like this that she said i can take that but then okay maybe this doesn't resonate with me as much and i don't quite agree with that
1: yeah and i think what you were saying too was another thing we kind of wanted to mention was just this like Um, concept of caption advice (laughs) like people taking very large complicated topics and trying to write an opinion or a teaching in like a caption and captions are just that they're very limited like it's a caption and so taking like these this very limited word space for a very complex issue that could be like debated it could be a conversation
0: can be
1: yeah, it's just it, these topics don't fit neatly into like the constraint of, you know, like a little social media post. And exactly. yet yeah, a lot of times they are <laughs> in these posts. And so it just it, it will lead to overgeneralizations, um, you know, overstating something or or even I've noticed like putting something in a way where it sounds like a rather like harsh perspective. And then in the comments, when people start going back and forth, you find out like, oh, well, this person doesn't actually even have this harsh of an opinion. It just came across that way because they were only writing it in like a paragraph.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I've actually, I'm friends with someone who has a pretty big following on Instagram, like 10, I don't know, around that many, 10,000 followers. And um, it's interesting to know that person in real life and to read their captions and think, oh, I that's what they mean, whatever. And like, oh, this must be their opinion if I tell them this or this, and then I actually sit down with them and have a conversation with them. And their opinion of what they think is so much more nuanced and so much more yeah. understanding and compassionate when they're actually like sitting down and talking to someone one-on-one. So it's it's just interesting because yeah, there's only so much you can share um, in a caption. And I think even I'm thinking of some things that I've posted, people probably think I have such a harsh opinion on certain things, especially in the past. I think I posted more about certain topics, but I, you know, in, in real life, sitting down with someone, there's so much more compassion and nuance. And I don't know, just understanding to have with someone that maybe has a slightly different opinion or, you know, in a different context. So, yeah, it's just, it's interesting. I think it's, you're totally right. You can't fit everything in just one caption about complex topics.
1: I think too, a lot of times it is people just genuinely sharing like their opinion or experience, mm-hmm. but because it is such a limited space, they can't nuance it in that way that maybe if you were having a conversation it'd be like, oh, well, I personally have gone through this and this is how I've experienced it. and This is my reflection. So it's stated in a way that sounds like they're like, this is gospel. Like, this is how yeah. the world is. Yeah. And they yeah. they don't realize it's coming across that way when they're just sharing their experience. And I'm thinking of, um, I randomly saw this tweet, like thread the other day, a Twitter thread. And it was this guy explaining how he was recently like feeling convicted because he would come home from work every day and he liked to take like 20 minutes to decompress. Before like interacting with his kids and wife, you know, just to like de stress from the day, and he was like, "Wow, like I realized I wasn't leading my home. I was like, I need to like de stress in the car before I get there," and, and it was just this long thread kind of going along that topic, and it's like that's fine. Once again, it's sort of a personality thing. Like some people yeah. might need that decompression time. Some people might not. Like some people, it might wrong. not be <laughs> like a right. This was his experience, and this is yes. his reflection, and that's fine and if you were having a conversation with him and he was like oh this is something that I've noticed recently I'd be like interesting like that's not how I experience things but that's okay But because it was just this Twitter thread, it sounded like he was saying, This is everybody. And if you come home from work and don't immediately like sacrifice and like take care of your kids and your wife, like you aren't leading your home spiritually. Like that's how it sounds. And I bet he didn't even mean it in that way. (laughs) He's just sharing his own personal reflection, but that's how it comes across.
0: And maybe God is convicting him specifically because he needs to not be doing that because it's not good for him or his family but it's different i mean there's different things that aren't totally you know that aren't condemned like say drinking some people we megan you obviously we know people that have decided they're not going to drink at all and that's fine and that's their conviction that's what god's asking them to do and for them it would be wrong if they decided to start drinking because they know that god has you know, that's a conviction that they have to not do that. Or I know someone that like had a conviction that they were going to stop drinking coffee until abortion ended. Like that was just like what they had thought God was like convicting them of, <laughs> um, which I don't know if they meant like Roe v. Wade being overturned. Cause that happened. <laughs> um, like, wait, so can you have coffee? So which did I never thought that would happen in our lifetime. I'm just going to be honest. Um, yeah. that's not what this episode's about so anyway but just things like that where it's like well i don't feel called to do that or different things that you feel convicted in that aren't a world like a mandate by god or something that we're supposed to do morally like okay there's objective things like okay we are called to save sex until we're married that's just how it is you know like it was christians but not we're not all called to not ever drink we are called to not get drunk (laughs) and that's wrong but not to not drink at all. And some people though, God is personally convicting to not do that. Um, Yeah, there's just different things. And and especially in relationships or motherhood, there's so many different ways in motherhood and parenting to do things. There's so many ways in marriage and dating. I once saw an influencer say that she had been presented with so many contracts and like book deals to write something on marriage. And she refused to do it because she just knew that her own experiences um, just uh, it just could not it it wouldn't apply to every couple and just wouldn't be helpful because marriage is so nuanced and so person to person. And I I really respected that because I feel like we see so much marriage advice or Megan, you can speak to feeling so much pressure and just anxiety with seeing all the motherhood and pregnancy (laughs) advice that that's just so unique to each person and their own health um, and resources that they have that there's not one moral wrong way or not to give birth to do things you know and it's it's frustrating when it's being presented that way
1: yeah and it can be very yeah like discouraging especially if this is someone you look up to and you normally like really like enjoy their advice and they're typically like it's stuff you agree with and then they throw something down, and you're like wait you know that can really shake someone they can be like oh no like maybe i should have this personal conviction as well and Mm -hmm. yeah it's just humans are complex and you know even with the parenting stuff it's like okay but every kid is different so each child yeah, yeah. is different so if someone is giving advice that works for their kid great like share your experience because it might apply to me but it might not so it just but it's not always put that way you know what I'm saying so there can be yeah. a lot of shaming done or yes like acting like the way I do things is the way everyone should do it um which isn't always true like that's not always going to work for everyone
0: no yeah Um, so I think that we've covered, I feel like that concern of things. And I think another thing that we, I, at least I I've brought up before and I just kind of rubs me the wrong way and I don't quite know how I feel about it, but obviously social media is a lot about an image and Mm -hmm. aesthetics and that's like, that's what it is obviously, especially, I mean, Instagram, especially TikTok can be a lot messier and people don't care as much because it's more about the audio and funny and that kind of thing. Um, But especially Instagram, I mean, it's pictures and they obviously have to be aesthetically pleasing pictures. And I mean, I mean, we both strive for that to have really nice photos and yeah, that's, and you're obviously going to be posting highly curated content and like what is going to look best and aesthetically, you know, like going to be cohesive on your feet. And I think that sometimes then we can start to make faith, like fit faith into like this very specific Mm -hmm. aesthetic. And like, when we sit down and read our Bible or do this, like we have to have the perfectly looking breakfast or like coffee with when we do it, or I have to dress a certain way to be a good Catholic woman in the world. If I, Mm -hmm you know, when I go to mass or like how I do this or that. Um, it's almost like, yeah, we're making faith into like this aesthetic. And I don't know if there's like a cure for that, or it's gonna. we can really avoid that just because we're talking about the intersection of faith and social media, which social media is all about an image. <laughs> and I don't even think there's anything totally wrong with having really great content and always looking good on your social media. It's just, I think you have to be able as the viewer to discern um, that that's not real life. I don't know if discern is the right word, but have enough self-awareness to realize that that's not always how this person looks or that's not always how my life is going to look. And my spiritual life is not always going to be as it's presented by a lot of people on social media because life is messy. Real life is messy. Your relationship with God is messy because we're humans and that's just, That's just how it is. Um, and our prayer is not always gonna look like those Instagram reels where girls go sit down and they have a little nice little Bible open and they're you know sitting by the window, it's all cozy and beautiful, and they're just writing to God. Sometimes it's you like on your knees screaming and crying (laughs) because life didn't go as you planned, because that's just how or you know, the thing terrible things happen in life. Um, your spiritual life can be really hard and I don't know I just think sometimes it's mm-hmm. totally unrelatable that's how these influencers can come off as um, or they always look very perfect the way they're dressed and their makeup and their hair is done and it's like there's this perfect cut cookie cutter Christian woman that you have to be and I don't know I Megan, like you were saying like thoughts. there's not
1: even yeah. like anything wrong with wanting yeah. to put beauty out there and i in fact yeah. i actually yeah. think that's really wonderful like yeah to be like i want to have like an instagram with really beautiful pictures where like things are beautiful like that's yeah. like perfectly fine and to it's be honest art. i don't want to follow someone that like takes pictures of their messy living room <laughs> like I'm yeah i'm interested yeah. in that what i yeah. am interested in is seeing these this beauty the i think what you're what you're getting at is that a lot of times then because there is that, like, once again, parasocial tendency, I could look at that and be like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. I'm supposed to always be this aesthetically pleasing person. And we all have those moments. But, like you were saying, then there's also the moments where, like, we are not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> And that's just being human, but I could look at that and be almost like a jealousy could be created then because yes. like, I wish I had their life. Their life yeah. is so beautiful and their life is so perfect and put together. And why is it my life that way? And there could be like a discontentment that grows. And I think that's on the side of us as the person, you know, consuming is like, they don't need to take a picture of their messy living room for me to know that their house is not always clean. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's okay. But also putting forward out there like, oh, once again, like Instagram is not real life. Like, you know, as the influencer, maybe even sharing once in a while, like I have bad days too. You know, my house isn't always clean, Um, but this is what I choose to put forward on my feed because I, you know, enjoy putting beauty out there. Um, So once again, it's just like the truth lies somewhere in the middle. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, and I do know, I mean, and I do know followers that share way more unfiltered things of them. Like the majority of the time on their feed, they're not wearing makeup and they're not, and that's what they decide they want to do. So it's kind of nice to follow a balance of people and you also can choose who you follow. So maybe it's just not helpful for you to follow those people, but it doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think I've even had to realize that myself, because I think we can also project that that person is judging you because you're not doing everything the way that they do it and almost like, well, they're so perfect. They think they're so this or that. And I, you know, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to follow them or it's just not real life. And I don't know like that's you're almost projecting that on them when that's not even their judgment even like it can
1: even get like kind of silly and petty like oh well they probably think because I don't curl my hair every day that like I'm like not as put together
0: and it's like
1: well they never said that but because they always appear on their Instagram with perfectly curled hair
0: then it's almost like a projection of my insecurity Then yes (laughs) and I think I've been guilty of that that we can definitely do that um and then there are the people that if they really are saying like well you need to be perfectly put together cuz I I have found those accounts that have just straight out said you need to be perfectly put together for your husband or for whatever. And then you know, I personally that don't find that helpful and do think that's wrong. So I'm just not going to follow those people. So yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a discernment
1: yeah. too of like is this person shaming others or are they just yeah. sharing beauty? You know, there's a exactly. there's a difference.
0: Yeah, because I think I don't show myself on my Instagram, besides my, which I think is why I love having a close friend story that yeah. I can show myself looking a mess. But I know I don't post myself. Like, if you look at every picture I've posted on Instagram, I am either wearing makeup or I'm like putting a picture of myself if I'm not wearing makeup where my skin looks great because I know it you know it looked it's having I'm having a great skin week um (laughs) but I'm probably not going to post the ones like a ton of them where I have a bunch of acne on my chin because I that time of the month and you know my skin's breaking out and I'm not going to post that but I'm not upset if someone else does or I think that I'm saying this is how I always look when I post things on social media um someone could definitely think that um but that's not what i'm trying to project but we yeah we can definitely put that on people um i think like you were saying yeah. though it, it does get tricky when it comes
1: when it mixes with faith because it's yeah, like yeah. okay i could follow someone who you know is just like loves photography so they're all their pictures are going to be very like well edited and like well and lit yeah. and like and you know that, that. that's, that's why beautiful you them. <laughs> and, like, yeah right that's interesting and like i enjoy seeing that but then it could like get mixed in with faith, and now suddenly, like you were saying, I'm like, oh wow. Well, I don't like have this beautiful, perfect little Bible time every day. Like maybe there's something wrong with me, and you know, yeah. so it, it. I think it gets tricky once again with like the Christian influencers specifically because there's that faith element mixed in.
0: Yeah, I think that. Yeah, and and like I said, I it's a concern of mine. It's something that I've realized I need to take a step back. Um at certain times in my life, I've needed to take a step back so that I don't feel so pressured by that. Or yeah, I just don't think it's good for me to see, but I don't know if there's exactly like a, I don't know if there's a solution for that because that's just how (laughs) social media is. And yeah, I think maybe I would be more careful about not like making it seem like this is how you have to be. Um, if I was someone that had all of that kind of influence, but, um, Yeah, that's certainly not, I guess, their responsibility to say that. I think it's damaging to say, like, oh, you have to look this way all the time if you're being very, um, if you're actually outright saying that. Um, But a lot of the people I follow aren't. That's not, you know, what they're doing. It's just how they present themselves. Um, They're very into fashion, they're very into makeup, they're very, like, that's just a mix of what they want to share, and that's fine. So. Like I think we said at the beginning,
1: like there's a responsibility on the influencer and the consumer. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's really talked about in that way. Um, It's either it's one is emphasized over the other. It's either yeah. like, well, you're the one following them. So just unfollow if they make you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> or it's, well, you're the influencer. You have the platform. Like you have this responsibility. Like you always have yeah. to communicate. And it's like communication is always a two-way street. There is someone you know, speaking and there's someone receiving and I can purposely misunderstand you or be offended and put an intent upon you that you didn't intend. And you can also miscommunicate and you can share something in a way that isn't helpful or isn't clear. And so it's a two-way street. There's responsibility on both sides. And I feel like it's not addressed in that way enough.
0: Yeah, I agree. And social media, I mean, it's not it's just, it's never going to be perfect. And there's always going to be issues because uh, yeah. And maybe there's some people that think social media is just terrible and we should burn it all down. And there are some days I feel that way. And I just don't want to look at it at all. Um, (laughs) uh, But I don't think that's, that's necessarily true either. Um, Like we said, it has potential for such good and it has potential for such harm. It does. Yeah. And I think as we can just do our best as Christian, influencers not saying yeah i'm in any way an influencer but just speaking to people that are christian influencers like we can do our best because i do feel like there's slightly a higher like pressure because we're talking about faith yeah just just doing your best and discerning your best and it's not going to be perfect because like i said we're humans and um yeah I mean, I
1: also think that's why like long form content is becoming more popular. Yes. Like people enjoy podcasts, yeah. people yeah. enjoy videos because there there's more space. There's more room yeah. to dive down into the particulars, to go through the nuances, to talk about exceptions and be like and and qualify things. It's just it's a lot different than a quick, quippy Instagram caption advice or this little tweet, you know, yeah, um, exactly. and I think that's why people are becoming more drawn to that is because yeah. we want to dive into the particulars. We don't want things to be over generalized. We do want to be like, "Hey, well, that might apply to this person, but it wouldn't apply to this person." Like, "Let's talk about that." And I actually think that's really awesome that that's the yeah. direction people are going and what people are leaning towards. I think that's really good. I think that's healthier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've definitely felt more of a draw to so, yeah, more like podcasts and less everything, yeah, Instagram and reels and tiktoks informational tiktoks at least because a lot of that can just be funny stuff so you're like oh haha and watch and i think that's a great thing about tiktok is it can just be silly stuff and not serious at all um but i yeah i do think emily wilson she actually talked about that recently on her youtube channel that while everyone feels like she feels like a lot of people are drawing to more of this quick like content like tiktok these 30 second three second videos she has felt god call her to more like long form content so she releases a lot of these long form like series on engagement and different things where it's like series of these 30 minute videos where she just sits down and she's felt more you know to to do youtube videos where you can sit down and talk through things and Yeah. I think it's, it's like a mix of both, but realizing that maybe more serious topics and things that you want to listen to, it's probably better to listen to a podcast or a YouTube video. Right. Yeah. Or go talk to someone, go get coffee. (laughs) Even better. Cause I found with the topics like in my relationship or just these big questions that I have, it is so much more fruitful for me to talk to Megan who actually knows me in my life. And I can also be very personal with and tell her like, this is what's going on. This is what that it's not appropriate to share with a random stranger on the internet. Um, or my spiritual director is someone that I know I can really tell the details of what's going on or like knows me in my life. Or if it's advice I need in my relationship, like Megan knows my boyfriend and would know like, you know, more of what advice to give me. Um, and I'm sure Megan feels the same way when it comes to things about, you know, marriage advice or you know thing motherhood advice um it's much Mm -hmm. much better to get from someone that actually knows you and your circumstances and your relationship and your child who (laughs) you can trust
1: because you know them and you see them live their life as well like I don't see this influencer in their everyday life like I don't really know if I can trust them with my heart (laughs) and with something very close to me you know and so I think it's also an emotional boundary as well like You know, I'm going to take those things that are are very near and dear to me that, you know, I'm I'm anxious about or Mm -hmm. I have questions about or doubts about taking that to someone that I can trust, like hold that gently and take care of me and like speak to me, like specifically, I think is really important instead of just looking to someone who I don't know if I can trust them, really, because I don't know them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um Yeah, I mean, I think that's the summary of my thoughts and concerns about social media, specifically Christian social media. Um, But if you guys have any thoughts, we would love to hear them, Um, whether it's you guys are totally wrong or they think we should burn down social media, which a lot of people (laughs) say. (laughs) But I highly doubt if you're listening to our podcast, you think that we should burn down social media since this is probably 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 how you found us um but yeah I would love to hear your thoughts um which I think would be great because if if you know we could always do follow-up episodes which is great because then we can talk about it instead of just throwing it in a little caption and being like this is our opinions and everything we're saying is right (laughs) yeah right right. (laughs) yeah and on that note, we're really
1: excited to start season four. It feels weird that, like, we're on season four. Like, sometimes I feel like we're still just starting.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, my video right now I make you think that we I just- know. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that we have not it been doing be YouTube for that long. We very much have no. down... We very much, like, we, like, even just setting up my mic and everything today. Yeah. I was like, I know how to do this. This is so easy. Like, figuring out the audio. Um... Yeah, that's just so much easier at this point and a lot less work than figuring out video. And it's nice if you have a lot of money and you can just buy yourself one of those really nice cameras that looks perfect, (laughs) Um, which, you know, I think that might be something I have to do today, this, Um, (laughs) yeah, this today I was, yeah, I got to fix this, but yeah. We um we're just gonna keep getting better. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: And we're getting to a groove of it now. I feel like life is kind of becoming a more predictable, you know. Uh, yeah.
0: I think so. I won't be suddenly going into labor at any point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um maybe surprise you, Megan, and just get engaged, like and then just throw go. everything yeah. off. Just
1: really throw it off. And then yeah. once again the podcast is over. <laughs>
0: if my boyfriend is listening, he's like, what do you? <laughs> it's wait, what? yeah he's like wait what <laughs> which I don't know if I'll yes. make it this far but I'm sure he'll listen to some of this um so yeah thank you guys so much for listening um for coming back to tune in and listen after we took our very yeah. long hiatus with us. Yeah. yeah we're gonna have more content of Megan and I fighting mm-hmm. and putting our friendship on the brink Very exciting. Yeah, we do we have
1: a whole list of topics that we want to do for this season. But if you have something where you're like, oh my gosh, you guys should talk about this, or Jackie and Megan need to argue this, like a Catholic versus Protestant thing or whatever, uh, let us know because we do like advice from you guys and hearing your input and doing we've done a few episodes that were specifically like requested and those are really fun. So we do want to for
0: sure. We definitely want to do one on confession. Are different views mm-hmm. um and i think saints that will be super interesting saints intercession which also we've seen um one of our faves gavin talking about a lot yeah. um which i have some thoughts for gavin no, i'm kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i would never argue with him because he's so much smarter than me that even if i disagree i'm like i'd be like you know what <laughs> you're right <laughs> i disagree <laughs> but you're right somehow because i cannot argue <laughs> with you <laughs> um no but yeah a lot to to come up and um if you have any thoughts let us know
1: yeah we're just excited to talk about it good one megan good one and a wrap (laughs)